Welcome to Sparking Wholeness, where we talk all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Erin Carey. I'm a survivor of bipolar disorder and a self-proclaimed nutrition nerd who loves asking why. As a certified integrative nutrition health coach, my goal is to help people find balance, and I want to help you find ways to spark wholeness in your life. For more information, check out sparkingwholeness.com or on the Instagram handle, Sparking Wholeness. And now, get ready for today's awesome show. Hey, everybody. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Erin Carey. And this is one of our great simulcasts on Motherhood Talk Radio and Sparking Wholeness because, honestly, wellness, friendship, moms, you know, they all go together, Erin. It's it's crazy how much help I need as a mom. Yeah, it does go together. And I think that um, just... Gosh, having community support is one of the most important aspects of wellness. And so, yeah, so I love, you know, I talk a lot about health-related things, mental health-related things on my podcast, but um, talking about, you know, community support, friendships, relationships, like that's so big for our mental wellness. It's so big because like, you know, right now, like I've been going through this kind of little, I don't know if you call it a health crisis or a mini, mini crisis. I was diagnosed with a, a small form of cancer that, you know, the doctors assure me we'll be able to treat it. We'll take care of it. You know, what else are they going to say? Like, you know, yeah. but it was really nice when I got the call, you were there. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. other friends of ours were there and everybody was nurturing and supportive. And then I came back and told my California, you know, friend moms and one mom is literally driving me there. Another mom's going to meet me there and stay there with me because she lives close. And another one's going to take me home. And, wow. you know, because I'm not married and I don't have a significant other, you know, that I can feel comfortable wanting to go through something like that with. Wow. But boy, my girlfriends showed up like, you know, immediately I felt so supported and loved. And I think that did a lot for my mental health because I think otherwise I'd be really scared and freaked out with my own thoughts. Oh, for sure. We have to have a tribe around us supporting us. And I, you know, I have been through, there have been times in my life that I've been so busy wrapped up in work and wrapped up in motherhood and wrapped up that I haven't made time for a supportive friend group. And that can be really isolating, you know, to not have that. So I think it's so important that I love that, that you have that. And I, I think it's, that's huge. It's so important. Well, and you know, and it's a hard juggle because, you know, like when they have birthdays, I show up, you know, I make sure I get a little present, you know, nothing, nothing, you know, fabulous, just, you know, something little, Uh, sometimes it's even just something I baked or something I created for them. But, you know, you have to invest in your friendships and everybody has those unhealthy friendships. You know, we're talking about healthy friendships today, you know, and I think a lot of times when we're lonely and alone, we'll just really take any friendship. And then as we get healthier and stronger, I know as I got healthier and stronger, my friendship needs changed and my toleration for, you know, kind of everybody whining together and everybody going out and overeating and over drinking, like that wasn't helping me. So I, I really did have to change to a healthier friend group. You know what? And that brings up a really good point because I think a lot of us, we become friends with say people we work with. Not necessarily because we chose them, but because um, we just were thrown together with them. Like, um, you know, I, I, I remember in my teaching days, right? Like we sat with other teachers in the teacher's lounge and had it been any other, like 
maybe I would not be talking to these people. Maybe they would, but we just would join together and whine about the kids or whine about, you know, whatever. And it was a little, um, it was negative. It became negative and it became, you know, like a complaint fest and it became, and it wasn't uh, life giving, I would say as when, you know, I, I have my friends who, as I've grown up and matured and things <laughs> like that, um, that kind of are more in alignment with my values and my beliefs and we are encouraging it. But why is that so hard to find? Is it time? Well, I think, you know, a lot of times you're talking about friends of convenience. Like, you know, my kids yeah. are in sports. So I have friends of convenience that are sports moms and I really like them. You know, they're oh, all wonderful yeah. people. But mm -hmm. if given like, you know, two hours a week that I could spend time with, you know, I'm going to pick the one or two people that I click with the most. And, yeah. you know, it's amazing how you can have this wonderful friendship during sports season and then really have no desire to hook up after sports season's over. Yeah, that's true. And it's hard too, because like, I'm one of those people. Um, and I think you're like this too. Like, I just want to connect with everybody and I want to talk to everybody and I want, and so I'm nice to everybody. And I have like these different friend groups, but you're right. There are some people that just naturally we're going to connect with more than others and it's okay. You know, like you don't have to, I, I think sometimes I feel bad. Like, well, if I have this amount of time in the week, I want to hang out with I want to pick and choose and I want to hang out with the people who are going to, you know, be the best use of my time. <laughs> well, or that they're nurturing and supportive because there's yeah. friends that I like yeah. to support and there's friends I like to nurture, you know, uh -huh. and the one thing that's interesting is that my friend groups are all really different. So I can't commingle them. You know, my work group is different than my, you know, mommy group is different than my workout group. You know, there's every once yeah. in a while there's a crossover maybe between sports and my gym group and, you know, mom yeah. and, and gym group, things like that. But they're all really dispersed. But the one thing that we can all agree on, which I think is really funny, we play this video game on our phone. You know, it's this, it's, and it's such a good mom game. It's called Best Fiends, Erin. And I know I've talked to you about it because yeah. it's super fun to like all play together. And it's a fun way to pass the time. And it does engage my brain. And it's really pretty. I like the music. And um, it's a casual game. It's not like a gamer's game, but it's made for adults. And you can stop and start the game, which is really nice because like I was flying a lot last week. I flew, I flew to see you, you know, I was in Dallas yeah. and then I was in Chicago. Then I was in Minnesota and I was in Oakland and I get stuck in a weather delay in Minnesota when they were de-icing mm. the plane and everything was above my overhead and I couldn't do anything. So I had my phone. So I'm like, you know, I'm in Wonderland Palace. I'm getting my free gold and they have this Valentine's Bob who's a little, he's like a little, um, they're fiendish. It's Best Fiends. It's actually our sponsor today. Um, it's our, it's a, a game with these little bugs, but they're cute. And they have Valentine's Bob who's like this little ladybug. And um, I like that they update it monthly so that it never gets yeah. old. And um, I find myself playing in the weirdest places. I play in the bathroom. <laughs> I play in the pickup line at school because we have to stop, park, put our engines off, and then just sit there. Yeah. And I'm yeah, not one yeah. of those moms that gets out of the car and like talks to the other moms. So I'm in there and it's always fun when I see a couple of my friends in line that I know play with me and yeah. I'll like look where they are on the map and be like, I'm ahead of you. Or if they're ahead of me, I'm like, uh -huh. Oh, I'm catching you up. And, um, 
you know, but it's a really fun game. It's called Best Fiends, and you can engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. And, you know, trust me, over 100 million downloads, and it is a five-star rated mobile puzzle game, and it's such a fun game. I mean, it's just super fun. You can download Best Fiends free. That's F-I-E-N-D-S, like fiends, not friends. Download Best Fiends free free on the Apple App Store or Google Play, and that's friends without the R best theme. So it is super fun, and it's like the music is fun, and it uh, congratulates yeah. me, and it's sometimes, Erin, it's the only time in my day, like, you know, the laundry doesn't thank you. The dishes <laughs> don't thank you. They don't applaud when you move the, um, you know, like move the lawnmower, you know, and, and mow the side of the lawn, which we, they really should. They should make appliances. Like anybody listening out here that works for Whirlpool or GE, when instead of that awful buzzer on the dryer going, right. they should go, well yeah. done on the laundry. Congratulations. Well done on the laundry. Because that's what these video games do, and they are yeah. very rewarding. Imagine if you took out the trash, you opened the lid, and it said, thank you. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So, so Best Fiends, that's our sponsor. Um, go ahead and download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. You'll be glad you did. Um, yeah. So, you know, Erin, we were talking about friendships and healthy friendships. And what do you think makes a healthy friendship? Oh man, you know, that's a hard question, but I think that healthy friendships are healthier when it's healthy people, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I'm taking care of myself and I know who I am and I know what I stand for and I've grown up <laughs> and I am emotionally um, balanced, I can have, a, I can have healthy friendships. And I think with any, I mean, and I think that goes for any relationship, right? Like we have to be able to own our stuff so that we can engage in a healthy way with other people. Um, Because there are plenty of unhealthy friendships out there. There's plenty of bitterness and comparison and all these things. Competition. Yeah. Which, you know what? And I think something we need to talk about is how annoying it is that I think women, we get a bad rap for not being able to have friendships because we are so catty and competitive. And I don't think that's true. I, I think no, that that's I think unfair. it's like one bad apple spoils the budge because yeah. you know, I look at you, me, and, and you know the people we work with, our sphere of influence, and everybody's really loving and supportive. And recently, yeah. one of them had a bad day, had a bad moment, yeah. you know, kind of fired off a snarky email and, um, you know, and then immediately apologized. I mean, I think a lot of that is owning your own stuff and kind of not being jealous or like covetous of people. And that's why I think, you know, we can talk about values. And I really want to talk about, you know, speaking of values, I want to talk about our sponsor today. Um, our sponsor today is Beta Brand. And those are those cool, stylish, comfortable um, pants. They're like professional pants and you don't have to pick one. And, you know, they have the dress pant yoga pants that are super comfy, super stretchy, mm-hmm. and they're wrinkle free. And I think one of these things we talk about healthy friendships and clothing, you know, there's always those moms that look nice and the moms that look nice sit together. Then there's kind of like the sloppy moms. And I kind of, I vacillate between like being the sloppy mom and then the work mom. And I think, you know, when you can put yourself together easily and quickly and look Mm -hmm. nice, I think you feel better about yourself. I know I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's, 
I think finding something that works for you that is easy and it doesn't, you know, like you don't have to stress about it. That helps too. Um, and I, I love what I love about these beta brand pants. What are the ones that have like the, almost like a faux leather front? Yes. Like Aren't those they cool? I love those. Yeah. Cause that's so trending right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, and it's yeah. nice that they come in the mail and you can choose from dozens of colors and patterns and cuts and styles. I mean, they have boot cup, they have straight leg, they have skinny, they have cropped. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they have the one with the eight pockets. Like I really want to see they have <laughs> eight pockets. Like think about that. Like yeah. those are like, I don't know, like, like remember cargo pants, but I want to see how many pockets and how much stuff I can stuff in there. I'll probably right. like walk into some meeting with like my phone cable, you know, my charger, my, you know, everything in my pants. But kids, you know, yeah, that's kind of cool that they have eight pants. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And I did, I did get a pair of their premium denim. I have to say my friend Carrie and I each got a pair and she's super tall. She's like six feet in her stocking feet and she's skinny like a bean pole. Then I'm like five, eight, five, nine, and I'm real curvy. So we've mm -hmm. each got a pair of pants and we were so funny. We we're like in the bathroom when they came and we're trying them on and I'm like, how uh -huh. do those fit you? And these fit me. And I think it's because they stretch and they have all sorts of different lengths and sizes. So I really encourage everybody to check it out because right now our listeners can get 20% off their first order. When you go to betabrand.com slash motherhood talk, you know, we're here mothers, we're talking. Mm -hmm. That's 20% off your first order at betabrand.com slash motherhood talk. And millions of women agree, including me and Aaron, that these are the most comfortable pants you will ever wear to work. And I know Aaron, I've got to run from work to pick up my dad oh, yeah, to yeah. soccer to my kids. You've got three kids and mm -hmm. big age gap between the two. You have what a 16 year old and then two little ones. Six and a three year old. Yeah. And yeah, yeah and like, I need versatile clothing. Um, <laughs> actually, I was just joking about that today with one of my daughter's friends. I was like, remember back in the day when you had like your one church dress? I mean, I don't think that was back in my day, but way back in the day, you had one church dress, one pair of shoes, you had your work clothes. And now I feel like all my clothes go for all my things and I have yes. to make this. So that's why these are such a great option. Yes. I mean, that's it. Perfect. Like it's one pair of pants that can go from like, you know, yours can go to the preschool, to the middle school, to the high school. Like, right. and then they can go to work. You can go in a meeting. Uh -huh. We can go out to dinner and, and talk shop and mm -hmm. not have to run home and change our pants all the time. So I really encourage you guys check it out. Go to betabrand.com slash motherhood talk for 20% off. And you will agree that these are the most comfortable pants you will ever wear to work to preschool, to the elementary school, you know, to the gym and back and back to work. And, you know, when you sit a lot, Erin, which I do and you do with our work, having comfortable pants, man, that's the difference between me leaving the office like a nightmare ready to like blow or, you know, hop in the car and go. And when you can forget you're wearing pants, like, yeah. that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> It's, yeah, go to betabrand.com slash motherhood talk for 20% off. They feel so good. Make sure you're wearing pants when you go out the door. <laughs> oh, so, but so, yeah, so we're talking about healthy friendships and yeah. healthy friendships means also, you know, kind of accepting people where they are. I think I've learned over time to accept that we're not all in the same place. Like Aaron, I'm going to tell you this great story. Like 
as a single mom, you were a single mom too for a long oh, yeah. time. I had to, I was up all night. The only job I could get was editing these manuscripts. So I would have like five Sharpies, you know, three highlighters, clips and all this stuff. And I had to pick up my youngest one from preschool and I walked in, it was kind of adjacent to the elementary school and they had these big kind of big windows. And I walked up there, all the parents are waiting to pick up their little preschoolers. Everybody's happy. And they're kind of looking at me. I'm looking at them, looking at me and like, why is everybody looking at me? And then as I got closer to the doors, I had taken these Sharpies, wrapped them in my hair, poked them in the back. But because I had been up editing all night and using highlighters, you know, I use post-its, mm -hmm. highlighters, and then I make my changes online. I had pink and green highlighter, like all over my cheek, all over my neck, and on my forehead, because as I had fallen asleep with my pen in my hand, it had like drawn all over my face. So I oh, literally- my God. Off, I looked like a homeless person walking in the school. No disrespect to homeless people, <laughs> but I couldn't believe what I looked like because I was so tired and I was just like, crap, yeah. I uploaded this document and I'm like, I got to go get my kid from school. I can't be mm -hmm. late if I'm that mother, you know, like you're that yeah, mother. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I walked in and I had drawn all over my face. And mm -hmm. in those days, I didn't have a system for getting out the door. Like, I keep by my door sneakers and socks, and then mm -hmm. I have my workout clothes, my water bottles, and the things that I need that I always forget. It's in a bookcase by my door. It's not aesthetically pleasing. It's an old right. office bookcase. Yep. But if I'm walking out the door and two kids don't have socks, I have a bucket of socks. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. Here we go. Let's go. Because yeah. there's always the same thing that we leave. And then when we show up, like, I'm sure people didn't want to be my friend because I drew all over my face. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? But it makes, it does make you a real person. Yes. <laughs> now, yes. Did anyone tell you though? Did anyone tell you? No, they just were like looking at me like, Oh you gosh. Know? See, but that's, but that brings up a good point, right? Like I need friends who are going to tell me the hard things. Yes. And you know, I mean, aside from highlighter on the face, but like in real life, like I have, a, I have a friend who just this weekend, we were at a conference together and I wasn't going to go. I was kind of like, eh, no, I've got so much to do, blah, 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 blah. This was about a month ago. And she sent me this long, like three point essay, whatever on why I should go to this conference and why it would be good for me and why I needed to go and why I, and, and it was good. It was like, it was very like, you need to go because you do everything for everybody else. You never do anything for yourself. Fair you enough. need to go because you can't pour from an empty cup. You know, all of those things. And it was like, ouch. And Does so, she have kids? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay, she so has, she's at least throwing a stone from her own porch. Yeah, no, no, no. It was, it was all in good. I took it in a, I'm probably setting it up. I'm making it sound like it was a, a bad <laughs> Yeah, tech. the three pages kind of worried me a little bit. Yeah. No, 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 just three points. It was like, oh, she just gave points. it, but it was a very good, like, you know, um, be a quick political statement or what, I don't know. You know, like, this was like, this is why you need to go and you need to go. And I ended up going and it was great. And I was so glad that she convinced me um, because I did need that. And I think, you know, uh, that's another aspect of a healthy friendship is telling us the hard things that we need to hear, even 
the things that we can't see for ourselves. Like I, on my own, I would not have gone because I've been like, eh, no, you know, I got to do this. But I needed somebody to kind of shake me and go, no, listen, you need to take care of you first. And that was really, that was really meaningful for me. And it, it was, I got a lot out of it. So yeah. Well, and I think the spirit in which it was given was loving and nurturing and wanting the best for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, when I had my two kids and I, I found myself suddenly single um, mm-hmm. with two really small kids, one of my very longtime friends broke up with me, for lack of a better word. And, you know, she said, look, you know, I'm so tired that you're always bringing your kids everywhere, you know, because oh, I wow. couldn't afford a sitter. I can't afford right. these things. And she's like you know, you don't call me back right away. And she's like, sometimes it's like a day or two or, or you forget. And I felt so criticized and so, you know, um, so unseen. And, you know, there's an example of like yours was a healthy reach out. Mine was kind of, I thought unhealthy. And I had to say to her, look, you know, as a single mom working full time with two small children, I'm really sorry that I can't, I can't spend this time with you. I can't make you a priority because I can't, you know, like you're a grown woman. You can feed yourself. You can drive, you can go to the movies. I can't. Yeah, no, totally. That's exactly, I know I've been, it's, I, and I, I don't know if it's in that case, I don't know. And, but again, I think, you know what, that goes back to my point of if you aren't taking care of yourself, How, you know, and if you're not dealing with your own stuff, we can't interact with each other in a grown woman way because that was clearly her issue, you know, like what you're saying. And that's what makes friendships so hard too, is that we're all biased (laughs) by our personal triggers and our emotions and our, you know, and it's crazy sometimes the things that we can get upset about because we're not addressing our own issues first, you know? Well, and I think it's hard too on some people with when you change, you know, here I had that friendship for like 34 years before I had my kids, you know, childhood friendship, grown up to adult friendship. And, you know, she never got married. She never had kids. So she didn't understand, you know, the, the priority change. But I will tell you, like, once I got through the really ugly years as a single mom, you know, my kids, yeah. got, you know, they got a little older, they got a little more independent. I realized that some of the friendships that I had weren't working for me, not because these women weren't nice, lovely people. They really were, but mm-hmm. they liked to go out and unwind with a few drinks. They liked to go and have a dinner every Friday night. And you know, their bills, Aaron would be like 50, $60. Okay. And I yeah. had like 10, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I had yeah. 15 and I would always just get a small salad or an appetizer and, you know, never make a big deal out of it. But what I realized is, some of those friendships, they didn't mean to, but it made me feel bad. It made me feel less than, you know, I was always the one who, you know, didn't have the money to go to the big things and they'd invite me. So I kind of like backed off of those friendships. And then when I started working at the gym to get a gym membership for me and my kids, um, and I started hanging around all these fitness moms, I really didn't want to go out and eat heavy meals and drink. And so I started calling those moms and saying, let's go walk in the park. Like, let's bring our kids and let's go Mm -hmm. hiking. Let's go do some of these things. Well, they didn't want to. Yeah. And so as I changed, because I think sometimes we all had very similar values, nice people, good families, the whole thing, but our lifestyles were no longer meshing. Yeah. And like, like you out kind of outgrew that relationship, but I've been there too. 
And I think that's okay. And we all go through different seasons and stages. And like you said, you had like that one season, one stage, and that wasn't working for you anymore. And we have these different, and, it, and it's so hard because I, you know, I do have some friendships that I've had for a long, long, long time, but because of location, we fall out of touch. We don't talk as much as we used to. When we get back together, everything falls back into place. Sure. But um, I, yeah, but I do think that there are some friendships that we outgrow. And as we change, we move on. And I, and I think that that's an okay thing too. You it's know, hard, you um, know, cause, and you know, sometimes I'll hear little rumblings, you know, from friends of friends. It's like, Oh, she thinks she's so much better now. Cause she lost mm -hmm. all this weight, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. you know, and, and you know, there's that you, you take your lumps along with it because mm -hmm. nothing stays the same. And when you change, you know, like when I went on this thing where I'm like, Aaron, I was just getting fatter and sicker. Mm. Like, that was it. As the kid's mom, I'm getting, I'm putting on more and more weight, you know, like, and it yeah. wasn't a lot, but it was adding up. It was creeping up. Like every yeah. month it was like another pound and a half, another two pounds and three pounds. Mm -hmm. So by the end of like the first year, it's 20 pounds. Then the second year, when it got to the third year and it was 35 pounds, I'm like, I can't do this. Like I'm literally dying. Mm -hmm. I'm eating myself to death. Yeah. And whereas my other friends, a lot of them were like, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. It's all that, you yeah. know, but they were big too. And I didn't want to say, Hey, you guys yeah. look at you guys. And you know, they were lots of fun. They would eat and drink and order dessert and have a lot of fun, yeah. but that couldn't be my entertainment. Yeah. And I think, and we do, it's funny. We, there's something about friendships, how we end up having friends that we all do the same thing, right? Like we enable each other, I guess is what I'm yes. saying. Your friends sound like they're enabling something that maybe was not that healthy for you at the time, but because it was encouraged and it was, this is just what we do. And also it's comfortable and it's all, you know, like you yeah. just fall into that. And I've, I've had that type of friendship as well. And it's funny as I have changed a lot in my not just, you know, physical health and well-being, but just mental health and growing and spiritual health, emotional health, like all of these different areas. Yeah. I gravitate towards people who are more in alignment with me in those ways. And so, yeah, it's, and then they can call me out when I'm, <laughs> you know, not, I don't know when I'm, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for when I'm um, off track, I guess, yeah. and, and how I'm thinking and how I'm, you know, because I want people to be the people that I'm with to be healthy in the way that I'm healthy. And not, I'm not talking about like physically healthy, but mentally healthy, right? Like right. if I'm complaining and whining and, you know, I want somebody to call me out on that. Like, Hey, what's right. really going on with you? Like, I want to get to the bottom of that. Um, and, and I don't want people to just enable me with that no. and be like, Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's fine. You're fine. No, I want somebody to challenge me and be like, okay, so what's really going on and what right. are you going to do about it? You know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's like, you know, one of the things that I ran into with, you know, calling people out and stuff like that is, you know, when I live in a bedroom community, everybody mm -hmm. is married except for like three of us on our little, you know, master plan community. Yeah. And so the single moms like me and Eleanor and then Jen, like we're literally the three single moms in this group of like 50 moms, all the kids have grown up together, the whole thing. And for a long time, I needed a lot of help. 
you know, I needed help with rides. I needed help with um, pickups. I, I, my friends who had older kids gave my kids hand-me-downs. You know, they really helped me out a lot. And yeah. I was so appreciative of all that. But then when I got on my feet, you know, as my kids got older, I could work more. I could, you know, I didn't need as much help. And that caused some weirdness in friendships too, because I was the friend that everybody could help and feel better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, then I didn't yeah. need that help anymore. And all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's like, well, no, I, you know, I don't need that. Or I would say, let me do something for you. And it was always, no, 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 you know, no, no, no. Yeah. And then I realized like there was an imbalance there and, you know, a couple of my friends yeah. I just talked to, I said, look, I can't be, I called myself train wreck Beck because <laughs> everything was a wreck, but I'm like train wreck Beck is we pulled out of the station. So you have to let me do some things for you. You know, I, I need to pay these things back. And I was unable to do that successfully with a lot of these friendships, but I did turn it to like collecting winter coats for kids. So I call them up and say, Hey, you know, can you give me your winter coats? The kids aren't using, I'm collecting them for this charity. You know, I had to maneuver around those things but I realized for a long time my role in some of these groups existed to make everybody else feel better <laughs> you know what and that's yes imbalance in friendships that is such a good point to bring up because I think I have been on the flip side of that where I have friends who just want to come and dump on me and it's not really a, a reciprocal <laughs> friendship wow. I am dumping on them they just want to dump on me and they just want to tell them like i'm their counselor or something um and that can be really draining and Very. so i think when we can find those relationships friendships that are more balanced where it's not just one person is always everybody's coming to the rescue of the one person or the yeah. i mean or whatever like that's that's really hard and it's good to find where you can have just a mixture because we need all of the above at times, oh, yeah. right? That's some, I need to be the one that people are rescuing at times. I need to be the one that people are dumping on. Like, but when it's only, right, it's a one way street. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't work like that. So that's an interesting point that you bring up. Um, and then I've got friends who just talking to one of them the other day who she struggles because she's trying so hard to build into a new friendship and the person just doesn't want to open up or be authentic or be real. And then they are one way one day and then, and it's their own wounding, you know, again, yeah, we all right. have our own stuff that we're dealing with. And I think it's her own protection that she has put up. Um, but it makes it really hard, you know, and it's oh, like, yeah. well, why invest if, why would I invest in this? If I'm not, you're not, you don't want to be real with me and you don't, want to engage with me on anything, you know, um, that's so tricky. It's so tricky. And it's, it's really hard when, when somebody wants to be your friend and you don't really want to be their friend, you know, like <laughs> you could be nice and, you know, but uh -huh. you know, like I, I can't invest a lot in, in a lot of people right now. You know, I have to take yes. care of my health. Mm -hmm. I have my kids, I have my 80 year old dad, you know, I have my company to run and I need to keep mm -hmm. that running. And so if you're a friend that needs somebody to be around all the time or somebody to go to the movies all the time, you know, cause there are some of my mom friends who are stay at home mom friends and they don't work and their kids are teenagers, you know, they have yeah. a lot more time than I do. And 
that causes another imbalance because if you have mm-hmm. one kid versus four kids, if you have older kids and younger ones, so you're yeah. running to two different places. You know, for me, a lot of times it's really easy when my kids were in the same school, they were in the same soccer group, they were in the same, you know, mm-hmm. but then you look at some of these other moms who have four kids and they're four different ages and you've got four kids on four different soccer fields in four different cities. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the reality of, you know, and it doesn't mean that, you know, somebody doesn't like you. It's just your lifestyle has to be compatible too, along with your values and your priorities. Yeah. You know, the priorities yeah. were, were when I was young, were to spend as much time, like quality time with my kids because I worked. So right. I would be with these moms who we would get together on a Saturday and we would all go hike and we'd take 15 mm-hmm. kids and five minivans and everything was about family. And then I had other friends who were like, they had already been with their kids all week and they're looking forward to their husband coming home from work mm-hmm. and they want to be kid free. Right. Yep. No, that's such a good point because I, I've done all of the above. I've worked from home. I've worked away from home. I've, you know, all of that. And it, it was different when I was working away from home. I needed time with my kids. If I wanted, you know, and I want, like you said, same thing like play dates, right? Like with yep. the other moms, but the kids are there. And now working from home, it's kind of like, oh, I need to get out. Like I need a legit girls night where I'm having a dinner yeah. away from my kids. And it's different. And you, and you need to find your same match of moms, you know, that are, that, that work in that same way. And we, um, go to a homeschool co-op. I homeschool my kids. I'm crazy like that. Um, <laughs> I've, I've done public school, I've done homeschool, I've done all the above on that too. But um, every Monday is our long day at the homeschool co-op. And at the, it's a long, I mean, it's exhausting for everybody because we teach, the moms teach too. So at the end of the day, we go to the park near the co-op and um, we all, the kids play and the moms just to get together and talk because we know we have to go home and deal with dinner and, you know, all the chaos that ensues post co-op. And it's so good to just get together and just talk about, the real things, because we are all in that life stage together, you know, yeah. and it's important to find somebody who is in that life stage with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or somebody who's been in that life stage and willing to step in it with you. Like I think yeah. of my one friend, Carrie, you know, there was one time and my kids were in elementary school and my mom was dying and I had been running back and forth between the hospital and the middle school, like, and the mountain of laundry, Erin, that oh was God. in my living room. Cause I had, what I'd been doing mm. was I would throw it in, change it, throw it on the couch. And then I would go over the elementary school, throw a load in, change it, throw it on the couch. Uh-huh. And I came home and I happened to be talking on the phone with my friend, Carrie. I had visited my mom in the hospital. I dropped my dad off. I was going to pick him up like three hours later. Cause he'd like to have dinner with her, you know, hang out with her till, till he couldn't be there anymore. I'm juggling my kids. And I was on the phone with her and I walked into my own house and I actually started to cry on the phone. And she's like, are you crying? And I said, yeah, I said, I can't even tell you. I've been, you know, to this hospital and I walk in and there's Mount Everest in my living room. And she's like, what is Mount Everest? And I said, it's a pile of laundry that you can't even believe Carrie. Then Carrie's kids were in high school and she says, I'm coming over. 
and we Aww. put the music on and we yep. sat and we folded and then yeah. she called two other friends because there was that much. Oh my God. So the three of us, I mean, we had my mom's clothes, my dad's clothes, my kids' clothes, mm-hmm. my clothes for like three weeks. I mean, I would actually go out and sometimes buy socks or buy underwear just to keep going. Right. Yeah. That's, I love that. And we, we need those laundry folding friends, yes. <laughs> you know, somebody who will come in and, and I love that having somebody who's a little bit ahead of me who can kind of mentor me in that way. Yes. And, and you know, and also to reassure me that like, yeah, this is going to pass. Yes. It won't <laughs> always be like this. And, and I, you know, and that is one thing that's fun about having my kids at such extreme ages because the mom friends I have, that whose kids are my daughter's age, who's a teenager, we all talk about way different things than my mom friends who, you know, have a six-year-old, three-year-old like I do. Like it's totally, but I need both, you know, and I need both to speak into me and just remind me like, I'm not the only one, you know, we all go through these certain things and it's going to pass. And then one day our kids are going to be grown up out of the house and then well, we, I guess we'll still worry about it, but we're still going to need friends for that stage, right? Right, we'll need, and we'll need different friends. Uh-huh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's great that we talk about these things, because I always felt bad that I wasn't holding on to everybody. Right, you know, oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. You want to hold on to these friends, and, you know, they were such good friends when my kids were small, but, you know, they went on to have more babies. I didn't. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. like my kids start to age out and then I became the, you know, but I could help and drive, you know, I could, could do things to, to help and still be in touch with that. But I think it's just, everything gets so busy and so complicated, but if you don't stop every once in a while, like we did a little dinner on Friday night, we called it a farewell to arms, like Ernest Hemingway, because of my, <laughs> you know, so we had a lot of fun and we all went and nobody spent a lot of money and we just all met for this inexpensive dinner. I think the most yeah. expensive dinner was eight bucks. Like it wasn't wow. anything fabulous. <laughs> And if you wanted to order a drink, you could, but if you didn't, and we sat there, there was like eight of us and we were just laughing and reminiscing and talking about silly things. And it was really nothing. And then we all had to break because our kids had the middle school formal and the winter formal. So we had to all go leave and get our kids. But it was literally like, drop off your kids, meet at this little dive restaurant have a little snack dinner appetizer and then go back and get our kids. And that, that two hour break for me did more for my mental health than probably any medication. Yes. And you know what? Oh my gosh. You brought up something that I literally was just thinking about along those lines is how having good relationships does have an effect on our health. And there are studies on, I was recently reading something about loneliness and it is an epidemic and people who are lonely, I guess the study said that um, it is just as lethal as smoking 15 cigarettes per day. Loneliness is, and that lonely people are 50% more likely to die prematurely than those with healthy social relationships. So just being in that, like you said, like that was probably the best thing you could have done for your mental health, even for your physical health at that, that, just to laugh. Yes. Laughing is so much for us. And we have to make friendships a priority. And so many times we get busy with all these other things that we have to do because I know we have to do a thousand things, but we have to find good, healthy friendships for, for the sake of our health, you know, right. for the sake of our well-being. It really 
does have benefits and the people in the blue zones who live longer than anybody else in the world, they have found that one of the reasons they live so long is because they have community and they have support and they enjoy it. No matter what they're eating because they all eat different things, but they're all enjoying it and they're all having good laughter and fun and, and they're relaxed. And we just get so caught up in our day-to-day stuff that we don't make time for these friendships. And I just think, Oh, you got me all fired up because I think that that is such an important point to make. Um, We focus a lot on nutrition. We focus a lot on exercise. We focus on all these things, but if we are not making time for those friendships, it doesn't matter. Like we've got to make time for Right. I mean, I was thinking about that. Like after my thing on Friday, I went and got my day planner and I'm like, okay, four more weeks or five more weeks, I'm going to invite everybody again. And whoever can make it can make it. And you know, it doesn't have to be, and you know, it it doesn't have to be um, anything big or expensive. Like one of the things that I love about two of my single mom friends, they don't have, you know, they're like me, they struggle sometimes with money and, but their daughters, the two daughters play softball. So when they play together, they're on the same team, they'll call me and say, hey, come and sit with us. And I will literally go and sit on the bleachers with them. I have no kid on the team. (laughs) We can sit there as moms together and we can talk and we can hang out and we can watch and cheer on her daughters, you know, the two, the two ladies daughters. And, you know, it's like sometimes the only time I see Mandy or Christy are if I go over to the softball field, but Aaron, the softball field is like 10 minutes from my house. Like I literally yeah. can go there in sweatpants, a sweatshirt, pull my hair in a ponytail. If my hair is not clean, I can put a ball cap on. Like, <laughs> I think, you know, we all think like, you know, this big dinner that we had that was so fun is great. And that's good if you all have time and you can coordinate, but just making the effort to go to a, a ball game or a volleyball yeah. game or something with another parent and just sit there, even if your kid's not playing. That's a or good maybe point. Your kid's yeah. grown. It's just companionship. It's fellowship. It's, you know, and you're, you know, it's not like, you know, girls eighth grade softball is so riveting, you know, you you can't have a conversation (laughs) while you play, but you know, just to be having that. And then what was so cool is the daughters came over and they're like, um, Hannah says to me, he's, she's like, Oh my God, Miss Sandra, that's so cool. You came out to support me. And I'm like, Hey, everybody wins. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the kids feel great that I show up and, and I'm, you know, everybody wins. And we live in such a scheduled world, you know, like everything's fitting up on the calendar. It's okay to have these random, quick, little unscheduled things happening. It's, it's good for us. Yeah. I love that. Well, Mm -hmm. and I like to, the gym that I work at, you know, and I chose to work at the gym so that I could get a membership and my kids could go. Um, I have, you know, teenage boys now. And so I teach there, Erin, but I will go into the other classes. Like, you know, anybody out there, I just went to, to lunch last week with some people at Keller Williams where I used to work. And one of the single moms there did what I did. She got certified and she teaches, she teaches a different class than me, but she teaches at her local gym. And she's like, it's so great. My kids can all go there. I've made yeah. all these new friends. And she's like, I can go to any gym class I want to. So she was taking bar and yoga and all these things. And she's like, and it doesn't cost me a dime. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, there's ways to do it. There's ways to, you know, if you're creative, Mm-hmm. To see, you know, can you do something to go out and engage with people? Because I think by and mm-hmm. large, people like to see that you're trying. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. And that was, you know, one of uh, my good friends for a while, we were meeting up at the gym and just walking on the treadmill and just talking and catching up. Because like both of our kids were in the childcare there. We had a little bit of time. She had a, she worked at a hospital. So her schedule was kind of weird and my schedule is kind of weird. So we were like, well, let's do this. Let's make it work. And it wasn't the dinner. It wasn't the let's schedule girls night a month from today. It's like, Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Do you have any time? Sure. I've got an hour. Okay, cool. Let's go walk. And yeah, and just making it work and and it doesn't have to be a thing. So yeah, no, that's it doesn't a great... have to be a thing. I think that's the most important thing. You know, it can be whatever thing you're doing. The other thing that I have fun doing with my, you know, with my friendships is I have this relationship with my friend, Jen, she's a single mom too. And she works in town three days a week. I work in town two days a week. So I will text her on my way home. Hey, I'm stopping at Walmart. Can I pick you up anything? And you know, I will pick up two things for her. Then she'll pick up two things for me. And we decided after doing this, like we were keeping track of all the money, keeping track of the money. And it turned out we each spend about 30 bucks a month on each other's stuff. So we just called it a day because it's never, you know, when somebody says, can you pick something up? Think, can you? And it's always the same stuff, eggs, bread, cheese, milk, you know, I'm not going to ask her to pick up a rack of lamb. You know, I might ask her to pick up, a, you know, a thing of toilet paper or a thing of Drano if my sink is whatever. But it's, and it feels good to do things for other people. And it yeah. feels good to have people do things for you. Like that, that primes, I think, the abundance wheel. Yes, definitely. And it, again, it can't just be one-sided. Um, it's, <laughs> it has to be reciprocal and it has to, and it's, and I think so many of those things, they do flow naturally, but they get lost in the busyness and the scheduling. And the, and we just need to go back to the basics, like basic friendship, like basic, what was it when we were, you know, in kindergarten, what was friendship? It's like, oh, this is fun. Let's walk around the playground together at recess or whatever. Like, and we, and right. or share, them. if I have crayons, if you don't, I'll share, sure. you know, like yeah. those yeah. little things. Yeah. Well, it was yeah, like when I, we were in Dallas together, you know, and I paid for one dinner and then you're like, Hey, I, you paid for the other dinner, you know? And I'm like, thank you. Like yeah. to be able to give and receive in a friendship too. I think there's a lot of people that can only give, they can't receive, or there's some people who can only receive yeah. and not give. And mm-hmm. I think like, I thought like, I'm like, our friendship's cool and it's healthy yeah. because I can yeah. do and you can do. And we're both cool with it. Like it felt good except it was your birthday week and I did not had I thought see gift giving is not my love language I struggle with that and so I had I thought more see that's where you know um, okay but okay but we look at gift giving the biggest gift you gave me first of all was number one driving me so I did not have to rent a car and drive around Dallas and try not to hit 10 people from Texas because I'm a stupid California driver like you know (laughs) You know, but the whole point is that reciprocity, like, like I didn't, I'm not a gifty person thing either. I mean, I bring little tchotchke things, whatever, but, but the biggest gift you gave me, number one, you paid for my lunch, which I loved. Number two, you gave me a little tour. Like you showed me where things were and you picked me up from the airport and dropped me off. Like that is like the best birthday gift ever. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and you know, I, and I love quality time. Like that's my thing. I like spending time with people. Yeah. And so in a sense that that is a gift, and, but that's another thing to know, you know, like, I mean, we could go on forever, but um, I think that knowing how people share affection with others, um, yes. like I've got, I'm not a big hugger. I hug, but it's not my go-to. I have friends. It's like, they have to give these really big hugs every time they see me. And I'm like, I'm a hugger. You saw that. I'm like, I'm a hugger. No, you are. I know. And I have, for some reason, I've ended up with like all these friends who are huggers. So I've gotten used to it. But my thing is the, is the quality time. Like I want to spend time with somebody. I want to speak encouraging words to, to you, you know, like it's not Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, and we all, we, we find people who balance that well, I think is what I've noticed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I just, you know, I think of like, if we deconstruct our visit like that, it's like, there was a lot of give and take. There was a lot of sharing. There was a lot of collaboration, you know, and I think those are like some of the key elements. And I think we have shared values. You know, we value family, we value faith, we value friendship. Like those are big Mm -hmm. priorities for me. So you know, I think it's a good example of what, what a healthy friendship looks like. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I agree. At least according yeah. to us. Right. So we're not going to go out and tell you how unhealthy we yeah. are. We're so great. <laughs> we're so great. We're so great. All right. Well, I need to wrap this up and you need to go on with your day because between us, we have five kids that need us. I think one of mine was just calling me. So <laughs> yes, that was so funny. I was watching your eyes going, okay, time to go check, please. So if you liked what you heard today, check out Aaron, Aaron, go ahead and give your creds and then I'll give mine. Yeah. I'm um, sparking wholeness.com. My podcast is sparking wholeness with Aaron Carey. And I am Sandra Beck of Motherhood Talk Radio, and you can find it out at Motherhood Talk Radio. We're both on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. You can Google us. You'll find us. Um, We're here today to talk about healthy friendships, and we hope that we gave you an example of a healthy friendship, and we wish that all of your friendships be nurturing and comforting and validating and supporting as we go around this week, and we'll be back again next week with another great episode. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Sparking Wholeness. For more on all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul, check out my website, sparkingwholeness.com. Don't forget to be kind and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And to be really kind, you can leave a nice review. I like those.